What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 9 to 16, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 19th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is Daniel Sheridan, and I can't wait for you to meet him. I've known Daniel for a few years now, and as you will learn, he is an incredibly rad dude. He means a lot to me and has helped me bring some of my dreams to life. My favorite part of this conversation is the discussion around the meaning of connection. Enjoy meeting the one and only Daniel Sheridan. What is up, my friends? Welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. I have such a special guest uh, today, Daniel Sheridan. Daniel, what's up, bro? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Ned? Thanks so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, so why is this such a special guest? Uh, For a couple of reasons. Daniel and I have been working together uh, for, gosh, uh, maybe three years now. Um, and Daniel has created some of the most amazing art for rebel and create. And uh, we spent a year on the adventure of fatherhood, father and son, uh, in on the motor motorcycle sidecar. We spent over a year working on that together. It might've been 10 months, but uh, that was quite the project. Yeah, that was crazy. I can't believe how long ago it's been because I remember when you first contacted me about that. I read the brief, I read your ideas and I'm like, I wasn't a father yet. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. I hope that, hope I can utilize this someday. (laughs) Dude, I remember in my office, I had, I think 12 like iterations of them kind of progressing along the wall. And I have it somewhere from like the first one until the last one. And I just remember having deep conversations about everything we're trying to communicate in the piece is there anything that stands out to you because because so right before we hit record we just talked about how the book was funded um we we then took this image that you created with me and we created a children's book which we had no intention of doing when we first created this image it was more just this idea of adventure of fatherhood the book idea came later yeah yeah i remember just reading the brief and and kind of it's not that I always wanted to be a dad, but I, we hadn't really had any like super serious talks about it at that point in my life, Yeah, uh, my wife and I. And so, um, just hearing your passion for it, I'm like, I feel like this is something that the world probably needs. And that Ned is probably literally filling a void right here. Um, and that it was just super inspiring to even see what you were doing then. And obviously like life comes full circle. Um, and now here we are three years later and I'm like actually involved in, you know, parenting. And then you're literally providing this incredible resource for me that I have a logo on now. It's just, it's crazy. Ah, it's so cool. So cool. Yeah. I just remember, and then we'll move on. I remember just going back and forth, like, okay, the kid needs a helmet because, you know, safety reasons, but the dad, no helmet because the dad is still a wild badass. That's what we want to communicate to men. Like you're still a wild man. You know what I mean? You're not broke. 
uh, you're just taking your kid on an adventure. So I just love that whole process. To me, it's almost that process is the fun part, not even the, the, uh, finished product. But yeah, totally. That's, that's how it goes for pretty much every project, at least with the way that I work. And honestly, I get, I'm lucky to have a lot of clients that are, you know, kind of on the same wavelength as far mm-hmm. as what they're bringing to the table. It could be a totally different industry, but, um, yeah, it's always, the process is always the the most fun. Yeah. Well, man, I got big dreams that this image that we created together is going to be in the hands of thousands of fathers inviting them into fatherhood. So, yeah. uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. All right, man. Well, let's jump into, to who you are. Um, how old do you find yourself today? I'm 31. 31 years old. And where do you live? Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Connecticut. Isn't it so rad? We could be on opposite sides of the country and connecting on things that matter so deeply. Yeah, it was crazy connecting with you in California. And now you're even farther away. I know, right? Um, how many years you've been married? Uh, Friday will be in two days will be our five year anniversary. Nice. And how many kiddos do you have? I have identical twin girls. <laughs> yes. So awesome. I love that connection we have too. I don't have identical. I have a boy and a girl, but uh, so rad. And then how old are your girls? They will be two in October. So it's coming oh up quick. Oh my gosh. Dude, how have the last two years been? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no takes words. Everything, uh, yeah, no words. Just everything about life has kind of turned completely uh, upside down. Um. It's true what everyone says that it's like the most incredible journey ever. Um, it's also been like the most challenging thing I've ever faced in my life, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate with. Um, and maybe a lot of people don't, if they only have one kid, I, I don't really know what it's like, but we only, right. it's only my wife and I talk about this all the time. We only have our one kind of, uh, perspective on the thing, which is immediately having two kids at once. Um, so that's definitely affected both of our lives in the biggest way possible. Did you find that you almost just like went dark for the first year? It's almost like you just kind of did what you had to do. Absolutely. And sometimes barely like what we had (laughs) to survive. Yeah, no, totally. That's the perfect way to say it. We were uh, always like very social. We have a great friend group, um, but not a lot of my really close friends have kids. Almost none of them really. So we were um, like the first kind of friend group in our, in our immediate circle to do it. And so to to just be like i i can't hang like we can't hang right now <laughs> it was like a funny concept and not to mention like the pandemic and everything else so um yeah dude it just the last two years just life changed completely so have you watched the movie um neighbors with um seth rogan no i haven't oh gosh okay that's definitely like you'll resonate with that i just see that then when they have their first baby trying to go out to a party and uh they're just running around the house it just it doesn't happen Right. It doesn't happen because they have a newborn, but they try They like make this epic try. Uh, So, yeah, you got to check it. Um, Okay, man, what do you do for a living? So, you know, obviously talked about it, but maybe going a little bit more depth of what it is that you do uh, to provide with family. Sure. Uh, I'm a freelance graphic designer and illustrator. Um, Typically, the type of work that I do is uh, logos, branding, um, a lot of apparel design for companies. And um, it ranges from, you know, small startups to kind of to, to worldwide brands. Um, and that's part of the reason I really like it is uh, it's always something unique and different. It could be uh, 
you know, a coffee shop shirt one day, it could be someone starting a fatherhood brand the next day, you know, it's yeah. like, it's always, um, it's always something unique. So that, that kind of, that, um, process of me going to, to freelance full-time is kind of, um, you know, it took a while. And originally I went to school for design, um, graduated and got a job. And, um, on the side, I was doing kind of the work I wanted to be doing, which is a lot of, um, you know, more hands-on illustration and, and hand lettering and, and things like that. And so, um, I was sharing all my work on social media and, um, and, and with friends. And at that time I was playing in bands and stuff. And, uh, you know, it kind of snowballed into, um, to the point where I felt comfortable, um, leaving my day job to kind of pursue the work I was getting on the side, uh, doing this kind of branding and illustration that I like to do. So it's been, uh, four years now of just on my own. <laughs> Dude. Nice, bro. So two years to build it up enough where, I mean, really a year, right. And then you get pregnant and then the real fire may be lit under you. Like, okay, kids are coming. No, no crap. It's two of them. And you're, you're doing it, dude, you're doing it. And that's a uh, kudos to you for taking that leap and and being able to provide for your family in that way. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, and my wife, Annalise is also a freelance, she's a photographer. So, um, when we found out that we were going to have a baby and then let alone the next meeting with the doctors, yeah. when we found out we were having two, <laughs> we were really like, okay, like, what's our plan? Like, what are we, are we going to be able to do this? Like, are we going to, um, and it turned out to be the greatest gift ever. And also totally necessary because, you know, working from home for the first two years of my kids' lives has been like, what a, what a gift. It's been such uh, a great opportunity. Yeah. Talk to me about that for a minute. You said the greatest gift, right? And so we, we know a couple things, you know, you were able to be home with the kids, you got your work, you guys are able to support each other, but what did that conversation or probably conversations look like between the two of you to go, okay, we're both going to be we're both going to work for ourselves to provide for the family. We know we got two kids coming. How is it not like, you know what? I'm just really afraid. I need you to go back to work for either of you. How did you guys trust each other or work through that? Um, fight through that. Any insight on that? Yeah, totally. And it's honestly something I'm still working on myself today because I actually just had another call with another creative a couple hours ago. And we shared the sentiment that, um, there's always a little fear in the back of your mind as a freelancer, especially solo, you know, no team or anything. You just run in the ship by yourself, um, that, that the jobs might just stop coming in. And I, mm. and I still, I fear that sometimes. And every time I, you know, am, am stressing or, you know, Annalise sees that I, I'm just not, you know, I'm just stressed about one thing or another and she'll ask me. And sometimes it'll be, yeah, I'm just, I'm just nervous. Like there's four of us now before there was two of us and the dog, mm -hmm. there's four of us and the dog, you know? Um, so she has always been the one that's like, listen, look where you are. Look, look at the things that have happened in your career so far. Um, you know, we don't know for sure what's going to happen, but we're, you just have to, it's totally a mentality thing. And, 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 um, that's been like, I mean, it has kept us going a lot of times on this and, her business as a photographer, she was doing a lot of wedding stuff like that. And um, she's taken a huge step back. And as her life shifted into motherhood, has refocused her entire business on uh, more family-oriented photo shoots. And mm. she's connecting on that level. And dude, it's just been like stars aligning, really. Um, but but keeping a positive mindset and having each other's backs and encouraging each other through the entire thing has been just massive in both of our successes in our business. That's incredible. She sounds very encouraging to you to support you and, 
And it sounds as though like, I think that the fear isn't necessarily a bad thing unless it controls you. But it sounds like, you know, obviously I don't want to live stressed every day. So if I can, if I can balance that, but that little reminder that, Hey, I got to keep, I got to wake up tomorrow. I got to get out of bed. I'm going to go go fight for this, um, is, is maybe a healthy, healthy reminder. Um, okay, man. So you got twins that are two, two little girls. When did you embrace fatherhood? So when you think about the moment that Annalise told you, you're going to be a dad, to like her body's changing and growing these two humans to the most amazing, you know, it's like, wow, these babies were born, which is like gnarly, beautiful and barbaric to then, you know, babies and now starting to move around and have some personality. When did you embrace this and go, dude, this matters? That's, it's such a good question because I, I did the thing that maybe a lot of dads do going into it, which is like, yeah, like, we'll see what happens. Like, we'll mm-hmm. be fine. Like, everything will be fine. Ha ha ha. You know, like, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be two, like, conversation with friends and family. Right. Um, and I think I let myself stay in that kind of mental state through the pregnancy. And so, bam, they're in our arms. And, like, pff, everything changed at that moment. You know, it's like. I didn't fully grasp how everything was going to change. I mean, I'm still not, I'm still, I'm still adapting and, and changing as a person. Um, but I would say the first year was super formative. Like you said, we go dark, right. When we're trying to uh, establish our home and how we want things to feel in mm. our own boundaries and what we're comfortable with, uh, with our children and what, what we're doing and where we're bringing them, who we're seeing, what we're doing for activities. Um I, I would say to the, to answer your question in a roundabout way is, is that uh, I'm still kind of adapting every day to it. Um, but more recently, I, I've kind of taken a more maybe introspective look at myself and and how, you know, my role as a father is totally able to kind of morph and change based on um, just working on myself. And that's something that you know, I figured we would discuss on here, but um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the never ending story. It's almost like the art of becoming, right? It's like, you know, there's this journey of becoming, I have never asked this question, but since you're so close to the the starting point of fatherhood, right? It's, it's not like your twins are 15. You're really close to that, uh, but out of it enough to maybe reflect, were there any moments that you felt alone and what did that look or feel like in the sense that a lot of your homies didn't have kids yet. And then, you know, you're trying to support Annalise and you've got these babies. Were there any moments you felt alone and like, what did that look feel like? What'd you do to get out of it? Or yeah. What thoughts come to mind when I bring that up? Yeah. I, I don't want to like dwell on the first year too much because it was incredible in a lot of ways and, and really stressful and challenging in a lot of other ways, but that feeling of alone was definitely um, pretty prominent. And it was something that really affected me for a while as as I was, you know, not, not, not able to do things, but really, especially the early days, you know, you, you kind of can't, your whole, our whole existence was just making sure everybody was good. Like, are the, are the girls good? Are we good? Um, And, and then the day would be over and then you do it again. And Mm -hmm. um, part of the, the craziness, at least in our situation, um, was like, since I was working from home, um, I, and, and because I, I literally, as I watched our situation, I don't, I couldn't see it. 
I couldn't see it happening without me being there, you know, like mm. she, too much for her to, to ask of her to just my wife to carry, you know, care for these girls all day. It's too much. So th- I, I feel like being thrown into it, having twins was um, just, it just opened my eyes and it kind of didn't give me another way out. You know what I mean? To, to maybe have a way out um, to just have more free time or something like that. If we maybe just had one, Um, like I said, I don't have that perspective and, um, I'm kind of glad that I don't because it has kind of forced me into this world that, um, that has put my family first, you know, Mm -hmm. dude, I love what you said. So, you know, the, the, the language you started using was you said, um, it was like too much for her, but you weren't saying it in the sense that she couldn't handle it because you, you, you said it was too much to ask of her, like, and and I think a lot of us men don't always go like we, we think, well, this is your job, whether it's one or two or whatever. It's, it's your job, which in some aspects is true. But we also have a job in that. And a lot of that is the support. It is the being there. Right. And so I just love those words. It was too much to ask of her. And I would just say right now, pause, dudes. Is there anything that you're just asking too much of from your spouse? Like, are there areas that you're asking too much of? And I think sometimes we miss it. And you'll see this when when the girls are older is like when my wife goes away for three days with her girlfriends or does something, that's when it's like, oh, shit, she does <laughs> way more than I realize. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And so uh, I just really loved how you did, said that because it just I think it really shows your love for your for your wife. Yeah. Um, okay, dude, so good. As you've been a father the last couple of years, what has been the best resource for you? So it's funny, as I was filling out the form, uh, the the pre-show form where you kind of introduce some of these questions, I really paused and reflected on that question. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need to come up with uh, like, what's an article I read? What's a magazine? I'm like, I can't think of any. I'm like, I don't have I really don't have any resources. And that felt crazy. And I was like, I can't just go on here and say I don't have resources. But, um, (laughs) you know, part of part of, I guess, my journey is is having a realization that, man, I don't have. as far as what you would consider maybe like a classic resource, like a book, man, this book really helped guide my path or, you know, gave me a bunch of insight. Yeah. Um, I don't have that. And so one of my goals moving forward is going to be to, uh, to like find that for myself. Um, and as far as like obvious resources go, just relying on family and and stuff like that has been absolutely massive in any of our success so far. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a great question, and it definitely made me think. And uh, and I gotta say, man, your podcast has become a great resource for me. Mm, thank you. Yeah, man, it's yeah, it's it's a couple things come to mind it, when I think about a resource. You know, I, I was my wife and I were sitting outside last night before bed, just looking at the stars, hanging out, and um, I had this epiphany yesterday. This will make sense in a minute. I was at the gym, and I'm kind of on this kick right now, working out six times a week, six hours a week, roughly. Because I'm gonna be 40, I'm gonna be 40, and so I want to get in shape. But I was I was doing crunches yesterday, and I thought, dude, you bastard, you're gonna put six hours into work this working out this week. How are you investing in your marriage in that same way? Like it doesn't have to be time, but effort. And so I was sharing this with her last night that I feel like I just haven't, you know, made that effort. And and the reason I bring this up with the question is sometimes I think as men, we're made to wing it. But mm-hmm. then I think that there's some aspects where if I want to really be a great husband, if I really want to be a great father, 
you know, if I want to run my business great, or you want to be a great artist, we have to go acquire skills. That means we got to go find the resources. So I think as men, you know, we can do pretty good winging it, especially if we're just like a half decent dude, which is kind of funny, right? There's not a, you don't have to really do a whole lot to not be a Homer Simpson. Um, (laughs) But to go acquire some skills. So I love your answer. And I just want to encourage dudes, hey, go acquire some skills uh, in, in these aspects of your life. Um, what about your own dad? How's your relationship with him? Awesome. He's Ah. amazing role model to me. Um, showed me nothing but love growing up, but also how to be tough. Yeah. Um, how to find the, like, so he's in his seventies now and is playing, he plays bluegrass. Um, and he plays country. Um, he's gigging more right now than he ever has in his whole life. And so for just music alone, he's just been like such a huge <laughs> inspiration to me. But yeah, always encouraged me to do my own thing, even if it was something that he didn't really understand mm. or believe in um, uh, or take part in. Um, so <laughs> I have a great relationship with my dad. Yeah. And he's been a great grandfather for the girls so far, too. It's been so cool to see it come around like that. Dude, I literally have chills just with your answer because I think man, I hope that my son and daughters and your daughters, you know, when they're in their thirties and forties, when asked about you and I will say the same thing. Like, Oh, my dad's 70, but he's this amazing artist and he's still going after it. Or my dad is still creating these things. Um, because it's funny, like the way you speak, your confidence, uh, is, is I feel like it's strong. And, um, just thinking about my own dad, my dad's 67 and he is like, just picked up paragliding. So he's like traveling to Colombia and France and these places like running off the side of a mountain and just flying, <laughs> you know, but the same thing is they are, your dad and my dad are enjoying their life. Like they're still vibrant. And I think that without us like really acknowledging it, like you didn't say, when I asked you a resource, you didn't say my dad, but it's because it's probably been such an underlying current of stability and foundation for your life that it's just who you are. It's where you come from. Um, not like you picked up this book and it had impact on you, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's why I say family, because that has been the one thing I just, uh, an entire, you know, lifetime of learning lessons and trying to pull the good. Yes. Yes. And keep the good that I learned and kind of say, hmm, maybe I didn't really like that part um, of of growing up and I'm going to try and change that for my kids. So, of course, that's like the biggest resource in my life for sure. Mm, dude, so good. All right. So the last couple of years becoming a father and you kind of met, mentioned this introspective, maybe we'll talk about it. And so we'll see if it comes out in this question. But what have you learned about yourself? So it's like, OK, you're 31 you know, you, so you lived until you're about 25 and then you got married. And so then there's this new conflict of like, okay, I got to do life with this other human being who's opposite me in a lot of areas. So you learn about yourself, but then now you have these two little humans that are relying on you for life, but you're also growing through the process. What have you learned about yourself and having kids? Um, Just that uh, to, to kind of go ahead and say again, that it's been like the most challenging um, experience I've ever faced. And it's not even like, this is kind of close to this other thing in life. It's nowhere near anything that I've ever experienced before. So like I said, it, with, with it turning upside down, everything that I know, it has just made me look in the mirror and be like, what that I, to, to realize that I need to work on myself as well, really. 
And maybe I didn't feel that need before, you know, mm. I, I never was faced with any sort of, you know, life challenges like this, that, that forced me to, to see that introspection. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's been easily the biggest thing that I've learned. And, um, it's a journey that, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to go about at this point in my life. Um, so I'm kind of happy to offer that perspective on here and maybe, um, I don't know, relate to some other guys that are going through it. Yeah. So would you say, um, that the trigger to go, Hey, I want to work on myself is I find myself stressed or I find myself without patience, or I find myself, uh, reflecting on when I used to just be able to wake up and do whatever I wanted every day, or when I'm in the middle of, you know, an artistic focus zone and I'm called away to go, you know, support my, my family. What areas do you find you're like, and then, okay. So I'll, I'll say mine. Okay. So then, then it kind of gives you a basis. Like right now, Monday, I loved Monday. I was in a great mood. I was operating as myself. I was joyous. And then yesterday I was just kind of a douche. Like I just, you know, my dad and I worked um in my in one of our houses to fix something. And it's like I was just cursing and I was frustrated at putting this fan in. And when I got home and I settled down, I was like, dang, I kind of missed the opportunity to be myself and just like laugh things off. I let it bum me out. And so then I'm bummed that I didn't make the most of yesterday, which he's fine. I'm fine. You know what I mean? But um, it's that reflection to go, okay, Ned, I want to operate as myself. And you're letting things not going exactly how you plan push you into this operating as a guy you don't like as much. So I'm working on, so like my intention today, because in the mornings we do, um, we do a daily huddle with my kids for like 10 minutes and we talk about the day and, um, we, we ask the kids, what's your intention for today? And I said, well, my intention is to operate as myself all day long. So that's what I'm shooting for. So with that in mind, what would be your response to that idea of, okay, I become introspective and want to adjust because X, Y, or Z is present. Yeah. Uh, what you said was kind of a perfect example and something that I deal with a lot, which is um, everything compounding maybe in one moment and just getting extremely frustrated about it and and not knowing, not be, not having the tools really to, to control it or, or mm -hmm. work on that feeling. And then, you know, having it be in front of two girls that are two years old, you know, they're in the, just the super formative time of their life where we're not having conversations, you know, we're not speaking sentences to each other. I mean, right. we, we are with them, but you know, they're not yeah. necessarily saying full sentences back at us. Um, but they're understanding what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. they have an incredible sense of feeling. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with how just, we've just been with them, um, you know, for these last two years. Um, but that also means that they can feel the negative stuff too. And, um, you know, as, as the, the parents, as the father in the house, I, I don't want them to like feel that on any deeper level than they need to. Um, of course it's okay to be frustrated. Of course, that's like going to happen in everyone's right. life. Um, but I don't want them to see me handling a situation, not the best, and then have it become something that they struggle with. So I, I guess it, it, you know, it's a passed down thing. Um, that, that was a major, uh, moment where I was like, man, like they're not just little babies sitting in a, a little, you know, crib anymore. These are like, they're running around, they're people, they're understanding us. And like, we need to be our best selves. And mm. so that was a huge moment. Yeah. Yes, man. So good. And I think for us dudes, it's like finding a couple ways to be able to mentally pause and have a question or two, like 
to remind myself, this is who you are, bro. This is how you want to show up, even though my feelings and my emotions are saying, bah, you know, or whatever yeah. it might be to then just breathe and go, okay, here's, here's what I'm doing. And I just had a podcast with this guy, Ali, uh, who I feel does this the best. Like I really just see him. And so he just recommended a book that I just finished. And I felt like it was really helpful called awareness, um, by I think Anthony DeMello. And, uh, and so just being aware and not slipping into these, like, you know, pre-done patterns that I may have. Yes. Uh, yes. But at the same time, I feel as though, cause yeah, I would, there's certain things that I'm like, oh, I've apologized to my son so many times. Uh, cause I feel like I blow it at him the most, but for them to see us grow and progress is better than them just thinking we're perfect, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. And like you just said about apologizing, if there's ever a moment and there are where I just get so frustrated and handle a situation wrong and I immediately know it's wrong. I always try and cool down and take a moment and say, I'm sorry to them. Like if they were involved in it, I say, I'm sorry that I reacted that way. Um, it's not your fault. This is just, I am frustrated in this moment um, because at least they can see that it wasn't something that it was just their fault. It's never yeah. their fault. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. So good. So I think we may have answered this question, but I'm just going to ask it. Um, did you discover anything about your role as a father that you didn't anticipate to be part of the part of the role? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It goes back to kind of being thrown into having twins and how mm, yeah. um, kind of unprepared I was for it at first, but I didn't know I would be, you know, doing bath time every single night with my wife, like the two of us every single night do it together. The two of us put them, get them, you know, in their pajamas every single night, the two of us wake them up every morning, cuddle in bed for a little bit, you know, like there, there, unless one of us is away, and that has only happened a few times. Um, of course, this will change everything. Like once we get in a routine, it changes completely. But um, being involved in literally everything was not something that I knew would happen. Like you know, like neither of us knew that that would happen. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of, I'm happy that it worked out this way because what, like, what a crazy connection I have with my kids now. You know. Yeah. And with Annalise, you know, yeah. um, you say this word, this word has become really important to me. Like I'm realizing how important this word is to me and in the form and you just said it now connection. Um, so I hear you saying this word, talk to me about this word connection. Like, what does this mean to you? Um, yeah. Yeah. You just I, said you have a crazy connection with your kids and with Annalise. So what does connection mean? Why is that so important? it's it's to me it, it just connection stems from um the love i think that we share and that we show them um love and warmth and you know kindness and trying to be a role model these are like the things that we have both discussed as parents that we you know want to give to our children which sounds obvious but um just being there and being around and showing that love um and warmth has has made these connections to where if I had taken more of a, a route, you know, if, if life was different and say I had to go back to a job, even say it wasn't even my choice. Um, I think my connection with my two girls would be different, but I was able to be home with them mm -hmm. for the first, you know, two years of their lives really. 
And now I actually rent an office space, but it's right down the road. Like if something's crazy is going on, I pop home. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of, um, it goes sort of more towards another one of your questions about the legacy thing. And I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to. You're fine, dude. This is no agenda. Uh, We're good. And what we mentioned earlier about how I am with my father, but, um, we always, Annalise and I talk at the end of the day, we're always like, man, we want to be the parents that are like friends with our kids as they get older. You know, Mm -hmm. they want to hang out at our house, um, spend time with us. And I think that, that it, it again, kind of seems obvious when you say it out loud, but that connection that you make early on, like, I, I know it's going to be like that. Right. Because we are the way we are now with them. Um, so yeah, I would say that's like a, a huge foundation of, of our household. Yeah. It's almost like that gift. I mean, dude, honestly, bro, the gift of two at once and Mm -hmm. that forcing you to not really be able to live a dual life created this, this, this half to season of life where, yeah, we both are going to feed them. We're both going to get them in the bath. We're both. And you've created this habit without even knowing it, that you do these things together, which creates this deep connection because connection like, as I'm hearing you say, it isn't about me feeling connected to you. It's equally as much of you feeling connected to me. It's like a total, you know, give and give and receive or give and take or whatever. And, and I, and I love when I asked you the question, what does connection mean? You almost were like, like, there aren't words for me to express this to you, Ned, you know, like you kind of stumbled into it. Cause it's like yeah. asking somebody why it's important to breathe without without it being about scientific reasons you're like dude this is yeah. just what life is about and i think we're missing that right now that life is about connection because many of us are not thrown into a season where we have to we can be on our phone we can have the tv on we can but when you got two in the way that you did you have to be all in in the moment you have to be 100% present yeah right? completely yeah, completely present. So it's it's like this beautiful gift that you got, which is also gnarly because it's just a lot, bro. You know, two kids <laughs> at once is a lot when it's your, you know, any baby is a lot, but then you got two of them. Um, okay, so then you use the words love and warmth, which again are like they're they're words that could have so much meaning. Right. But what it means to you and what connection means to me is I'm really trying to have connection with my kids and with my spouse. Like what else is life about? Totally. And I, and it, you know, it, it goes to, it leaches into every other part of your life as well. Um, into your professional relationship with folks, into your finding friends, making friends that are also good people. Um, I think that's just like, I don't know. We're talking about like the fundamentals of being a human here, but <laughs> yeah. uh, a good, a good human that, you know, that wants to be out in the world and and meet other people and attract other people like yourself. Right. Yes. Yes, yeah. totally. Family, people, connection. That's what makes like every day worthwhile, which I think that I struggle with like, um, performance, you know, like how much did I get done? versus like really being present and engaged. Like I might say, Hey, I'm going to play soccer with you after school today for a half hour. And like uh, while I'm playing soccer, I'm thinking about the thing I'm going to do after versus being a hundred percent present. Cause I think as connection, connection is action, but it is present action. Yeah. And I would like to increase the present action that I have with anybody that I'm doing life with. 
Totally. Yeah. And that's, that's great for obviously marriages too, right? Like being, you know, giving all your energy into your kids or your work or both everything. And then still obviously making the time to um, connect and make sure you're on the same page with your spouse. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. You really got to fight for that and carve out that time when you yeah. got little ones. So you made a comment, you said, um, you said we do bath time together and this and that together as long as we're both here, but there's only been a couple times where we haven't both been here. Do you remember the first time that you were left alone with the twins? Well, it's funny because um, with the pandemic, a lot of Annalise's photo gigs, she was doing a lot of weddings um, in, let's see, it would have been like the beginning of 2021. So the girls would be, you know, six, six months old ish. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of these weddings got rescheduled from 2020 and then Uh. she's pregnant and then we have twins and then all these weddings are back on. So we, we had to come up with a game plan early on where she was like, okay, I have five dates where I'm going to be out of the house for 12 hours. And like, I was like, okay, like, (laughs) yeah, okay. Like milk, milk ready to go. Um, we, I got this, this, and this we're going to go do to keep them occupied, to keep us like in a good mental space, get out of the house for a little bit. Um, her mom's coming over in the evening to help me feed and then get down from bed. Um, so we, we absolutely, uh, had to come up with a plan, but that was, early on a huge test of, of like, can I do this on my own? And of course it went fine. You know, like we were yeah. totally, um, it wasn't not challenging, but, um, that was, that was the first few times I was thrown into it. And it, it's funny because it would not have happened if she wasn't, you know, under contract with these folks to shoot their weddings. Like she wouldn't have been out of the house for 12 hours. You know what I mean? So it's actually, yeah, yeah. it was a good thing. Dude, it's almost, it's another gift, bro. It's another gift that you got with your girls. I mean, one for you as a dad, right? Because I've seen some uh, marriages where like the mom just does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so for you to really not have the option and you're like, all right. And then you're both getting in car seats and we're driving somewhere and it's just me. And it's like sad that we even have to acknowledge that that's a little bit rare, but it is a little rare. So dude, what a badass you are to jump in a <laughs> car with your two six month old girls and go do something, which, which probably leads to like my, my mantra question, which is, you know, the podcast is fatherhood field notes. We're doing it. You're open up your very new field notes to share with us. Um, but the mantra behind it all is rebel and create. And so what's something that you're rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of that? Um, and it could be something small like, well, we're rebelling against having our phones on Saturdays because we make Saturday a family day. Or I'm rebelling against the way that, you know, people see fathers and creating X, Y, or Z. So when you hear those words, rebel and create, what is it that comes to mind for you? Yeah, I I think it's, it's definitely one of your core values on your show, but, um, just the, the notion that maybe I didn't have to be around all the time, um, or have a a super crucial role, even early days with, with, you know, their upbringing, um, because my story is different, you know, that being thrown into it and not really having a choice or seeing a choice. Like I, of course, there's always an option to like not be around. You know, I could be yeah. a kid. Um, that wasn't an option for me, of course. And uh, so I guess I like going into it and not having a ton of <clears throat> friends to 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 bounce ideas off of, you know, and, and really like speak deeply about parenting. Like I just mm-hmm. don't 
do that with with a lot of folks um to sort of feel kind of alone in this in this world in like by world i mean our our family and in our you know baby world if you will um was to show me that it doesn't need to be um something where it's like a struggle um so so that being involved <laughs> it's actually hard to say it but it's like to to just rebel against the 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 dad not being around because that was that's the only way i know right mm-hmm. um and to go back to the other word which is connection um our goal is to just create like this incredible connection with our kids from it um and it's not even so much a goal where we have written it down and like we strive towards it every day like it happens naturally just with the way that we chose to be parents i guess which is kind of cool dude so beautiful i love you know that we chose to be parents the way that we chose so it's like total action it's intentional action like but you said we didn't necessarily write this down it's just who me and my wife are coming together and out of our love and our desire for for doing life together we're going to do this with our girls like this is just how it is it's almost like the question before is like dude you're asking me a question that's just so true to who we are at our core that it's going to happen. So with that in mind, what would you say for, you know, for you and your spouse to be on such the same page and I marriage is hard. I'm sure it doesn't feel like that all the time, but any insight on how you've been intentional with your marriage so that out of this deep connection that you and Annalise have, there is this idea of like, we're doing life together. There's connection like any practical things that you would share about how you and your wife are doing life that create that deep connection for the two of you. That's kind of like a very, might be a hard question. No, it's not. We, we, um, one of, I think that one of the strongest, um, you know, things that we do, especially since having the girls has been to always try and stay on the same page, um, just via communication. Um, even if it's something that's uncomfortable to talk about, even if it's a bad feeling you're dealing with, um, or it's a day that you're just feeling stressed. I need to, I just need to get out for a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah. Our, our so there's a mutual respect and communication. Totally. How, how yeah. have you cultivated that? Who, who leads that? I would say that. Well, it's funny because Annalise is such a great speaker. Um, like when she walks into the room, everyone is kind of drawn to her, hmm. uh, you know, that kind of person. And I'm sort of the opposite of that. Um, but it, it becomes a really good balance when we're both, you know, under the same roof and discussing how we want to raise our kids, you know, um, or how we're feeling on a certain day or what we need to do to fulfill ourselves so that we can show up as the parents we want to be. Um, that communication is, <laughs> it wouldn't work without it. Like it just wouldn't. So there's some really deep things you said. You just kind of talked about it like, yeah, we just, we have conversation. But I think if husband, wife and dudes, you're listening to this is he just said like, what do you need to be fulfilled? Right? So, so do I know what my spouse needs? Have I communicated what it is that I need? And, and, or, you know, like a lot of times I'll find, I just want my wife to know what I need which is ludicrous. I'm not a freaking child, right? So um, knowing what you need, communicating that, knowing what they need and asking about it and then doing what you can to support that, not fix it, but support it. Yeah. And then the third one you said that was really huge was um, 
is about raising the kids. And dudes, fight for your voice in that. If you haven't and your kids are 10 and you just never spoke up about what matters to you, stop being a passive baby and just letting your wife choose everything. Say, hey, you know what? This is actually really important to me and this is why. Let's talk about it. And and I think that if more men stepped into their role in that manner and just stopped letting mom choose everything, because I just kind of think that's how it it goes in some instances, mm-hmm. that the connection you have with your kids and your wife's respect for you will be much higher. So, Daniel, you just kind of said, yeah, we have conversation. But you said these three key things that I thought uh, would really be critical for dudes if they could go try to open up some conversation with their spouse around those those three items. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, like I said, it wouldn't, we wouldn't succeed without it. Um, and it's made us a better team. Mm. Ah, dude, a team. I love it. Um, okay, dude. Uh, one thing that you said is, and then I'm going to ask my final question is, you know, people coming up to you, I'm kind of making a little bit of assumption, but you have twins. You obviously are, you know, relatively young dad and, and they say, oh yeah, you have twins. It's must be really hard. Oh, dude, without a doubt, if we go out and it's usually it happens more when it's just one of us or the other walking, you know, if we're on a walk with the girls at the local you know, spot in town without a doubt. Oh, double trouble. Oh, like you got the stupidest handful. comments. ever. Dude, dude. It's, it's the, the, the crazy people come out of the woodwork and start <laughs> talking to you about what they think your, your parents, you know, your situation is like um, we try to. Sometimes I'll get a little like snarky and say something sarcastic back to these folks just to give them like a little trip in their step as they walk away. Like, yeah, oh, like I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of uh twice the fun, you know, like mm. <laughs> um, kind of turn it around or something like that. Yeah, dude, the, the way society sees it um, <laughs> a lot of the time is just insane. Dude, so funny. So funny. Now, what about your friends? Like, um, have any of your friends now s- since then had any kids? Um, we are not, not my really close friends, my people in my family, um, who are around the same age have, um, but we don't live that close to where it's like super easy for us to get together. And we really want to, you know, get together in person and have the kids interact, even if it's, you know, the girls interacting with a a baby, um, you know, those in-person get togethers are something that we're really after now, but, um, yeah, no, we, uh, we're still kind of waiting for some of our friends. (laughs) Yeah, right. I, I always joke around about it, but it, it, it's they're so supportive of it too, and and totally understanding. Like my friend group hasn't been like, okay, this dude can't hang anymore. Like, yeah. see you later. Like we still talk every day. You know, we're still. If I can do something with them, like I'm doing it with them. Like you know, it's it's been it's been really cool seeing that change. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is when they do in the next two three years, you'll be the guy inviting them into the role, and you'll be the you know thirty five thirty six year old dude with all the fatherhood wisdom to bring you know to bring to these dudes, which is um, really a great honor to have. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, bro. My last question. So m- my question is: Imagine your girls thirty years from now. Okay, they're they're essentially your age, and you're peering into their home. And you go, okay, wow, I'm here. Like literally the timeline, it, it, it's done. I did, I, I was a dad or I am a dad. What is it that you see and you know, okay, the fight, the work, the day in day out actions that I took is leading to what I'm seeing played out in their homes right now. What do you see being played out in their homes? I mean, the obvious answer for me would be to see a, a home filled with happiness, to see 
a home, you know, like a, a structure that they built together with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, one that they can convene in and talk in and be connected in. Um, that's what we're trying to do in our home every day, right? And that's like, that's the connection I still have with my parents. Um, mm. They can text me and say, hey, you want to, can we come down for the day? Yeah, yeah, come down. Like, simple as that. Like, we all want to hang out with each other and, and just share experiences together. Man, that's so beautiful because so many families have, have I mean, have dysfunction where people aren't talking, where people aren't connected. They haven't spoke for years because they've let these, whatever these things get in the way, wedge in between them. And the fact that your parents built that with you and you have that, and you're, you and Annalise are now building that with your kids. I have no doubt that that's what you will have. You will have a, a family that likes to continue to be connected and do life together. Yeah, that's the goal. Ah, uh, Daniel. Love it, man. So I know when we first talked about you coming on the show, you're like, dude, I'm such a new dad. I don't know what I would say. But uh, dude, you are an incredible dad. You're an incredible human being. I love the relationship that you have with Annalise and how you fight to to make your marriage an uh, important aspect of life. Um, you're a great dude. I love your creativity, the way that you see the world and uh, just keep growing and, and acquiring those skills to continue to be that great man you desire to be. Thanks so much, man. And like I said, without you knowing it, you were inspiring me since before I even became a dad. So um, keep doing what you're doing, man. This is really awesome stuff. Rad. Love it, bro. Until next time. So good. Another amazing conversation. I really enjoyed learning more about Daniel. I loved learning about the intentional conversations that Daniel and his wife Annalise have. It's easy to just fall into doing life together. My friends, write down those three connection points and take action in creating, making space for those conversations to happen. Turn off the TV, go outside and watch the stars, wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, turn off the news, whatever it is, find, fight for, and make a way. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, What You Do Matters. Don't be like everybody else, be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned. Shout together. Let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you've got a question about fatherhood, something you'd like me to discuss on here, or a great guest, shoot me an email, ned at rebelandcreate.com. Also, go check out adventureoffatherhood.com. Go check out that artwork that Daniel helped me create, and you can pre-order a copy of the Adventure of Fatherhood children's book, which is going to be legendary, and it'll be out Q1 2023. Thank you so much. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. Thank you.